Hi, everyone. I hope you're well. Thank you so much for joining in on another episode of Just Laser It and All Things Cosmetic. Kane, how are you doing? I'm doing wonderful. Thank you. The days are getting a little bit lighter. Take the dogs out for a walk when I get home with a little bit of light still. So it's nice. Thank you. I do love this. My favorite months in Charlotte definitely are March, April, and May. I love when the dogwoods bloom. I just love these days. Although we're not there yet, but I, I, yeah, I know it's still it's pretty coming. cold. It's still pretty cold. That's right. Okay, so we're going to do something different today. So today, instead of talking about lasers or toxins or fillers, we're going to talk about a different subset of injectables. And that, what we're going to talk about are PDO threads. So Kane, you know that I didn't embrace them really until about about two years ago. Yeah. And so I'm going to kind of give the backstory of this. And, and so, you know, when I did my fellowship, so remember, I'm ophthalmology first, and then I went back and I did a cosmetic dermatology fellowship out in San Diego with Dr. Mitch Goldman. And one of his partners is Dr. Kimberly Butterwick. And she is and was certainly back then a preeminent thread lifter. I mean, she was kind of known nationally for her thread lifts. And the type of thread lifts that she did were contour threads. That was what existed back then. And her results were beautiful. I loved her results. But contour threads began to spread like wildfire as far as procedures being done. And there were some issues that could come up with contour threads. They did not dissolve, which you would think that that would be a good thing, but they could they could lead into issues. And so, I don't know. I just walked out thinking that I'm not sure that I want to bring this to my practice when I when I started my aesthetic practice. Well, let me back you up for a minute because we just kind of started talking about contour threads. Like, what is it? What what are you trying to achieve with contour threads? I know you'll get more into it with the PDO side, but what were you trying to achieve back then? Well, now contour threads don't exist. Right. But what we were trying to do is we were trying to achieve a little bit of a lift that was non-surgical. So maybe, you know, wouldn't be quite surgery for sure. I mean, if someone needed to have a facelift, they needed a facelift. But if they could just lift up and reapproximate the tissue. So for example, kind of the, the fat pads that start to descend or the skin laxity, if you could just lift it up a touch, that's what we were trying to do with threads. And when you hear the term threads, I mean, visually, you can think like it's a thread, like it's a small Correct. It's a suture. And and that's exactly, I mean, that hasn't changed of what we're trying to do. That's the same type of end result that we're trying to achieve now with threads as well. So the the procedure existed uh, for a while, but you just were a little turned off because of some of the issues that went along with the contour threads. Correct. With the first iteration of threads. Right. And so back in 2013, threads started to change a little bit. And all of a sudden, PDO threads, polydioxanone threads, came to the market. And what they had that was a little bit different was that the fact that they were now dissolvable. So at about nine months or so, these threads begin to, to really dissolve, and they're building collagen around it. Now, it's not to say that the contour threads didn't build collagen, but these PDO threads had some robust collagen building as well. And so the fact that they would dissolve actually was a positive because then you're not left with with wires in your face. You're not left with with suture in your face, but it actually, as your face changes, you then can place more threads in. So it's, it was actually a positive to have PDO threads. And so, and I still kind of poo-pooed them a little bit. And it wasn't until about probably four or five years ago that patients really started asking, hey, are you doing these thread lifts? And I told them, no, no, no. And then finally I said, you know what? I'm going to go and get trained with 
the masters of threads and come back to tell my patients why I'm still not doing it. And when I went to go do them, I actually kind of liked them. You remember, Kane, my first one that I came back from in Connecticut, and I was just amazed at what they could do. Well, I mean, and maybe you should talk about this for a minute, is the technology has changed dramatically from what they were to what, even still just from a year or two ago to where they are now, they're, they're continually evolving. They, they really are. So let's talk about the thread. So let me actually go into to two different aspects of threads. There's two basic threads. There's There are lifting threads and there are smooth threads. These are kind of two subcategories of threads. And so these lifting threads have got tiny little micro extensions on them, or you can kind of think of tiny little hooks on them that when you place them in your face or your neck area and you pull upward, it's pulling the tissue up. Well, these tiny little teeth used to only be in one direction. Now they're doing multi-directional threads. They're, they're doing tighter helical design. So they're really getting more cogs or these little teeth in per thread to give more strength to it. Does that make sense? It makes sense. And I, and I, I, I mean, it's, it's too hard to like go into technique and describing technique on this podcast, but, but with all these evolving technologies, I would imagine that the techniques are also evolving as well along with it. Always. I mean, I've done over four things I've done. I've gone to every VI must that, that they've had. So absolutely, you have to stay up to the, with the cutting edge because there are new threads that are coming out. Some, sometimes there's different fixing threads that are coming out. Again, this is too much information, but they're just, is it, they're constantly involving. Even PDO, there's even PLL, PLLA threads that are coming out as well, which is what Sculptra is made out of. So there's a lot of exciting stuff with threads. But back to back to threads. So, you know, there's the lifting threads. There's also a subcategory that's called smooth threads. And smooth threads are different than lifting threads. These are lesser in cost as well. And these are primarily to build collagen. So some of my favorite areas that I do these smooth threads are are the chest wrinkles, the lines between the brows, those glabellar lines, those 11 lines. That's wonderful for smooth threads as well. I don't like to use filler there because it's such a high risk area for for vascular occlusion. So that's a, a key area that I put smooth threads in. And we'll go into indications of where I place them as we go along. Okay, but the main, I guess the main difference that I heard you say is that smooth threads really are just to build collagen versus the PDO lifting threads are designed to both lift tissue as well as stimulate collagen and elastin. Correct. Correct. And they're more involved as well. But you know, the other thing that you have to consider too is who's the correct patient? Like who can benefit from this? And my classic patients are probably my 40 to 60 year old patients. That's my, that's my favorite patients to do. If they have nice thick skin, so thin skin patients are not a great candidate for this. I'd rather go into Sculptra and I'd rather go into lasers for those type of patients. And also you can't be too thin. You got to have enough subcutaneous tissue, enough kind of fat in the face that you're trying to bring that up. So when patients are really thin or very volume deprived, again, I will utilize Sculptra, I'll utilize fillers, and then maybe later on they might be a thread patient. But that I would start with with bringing their volume back. Okay, that's for the thin, thinner skin. Correct. That's for the thinner skin. Sorry, our dog is just walking around and he's peering into everything. He's kind of he's a little distracting, and so. That's kind of my classic patient. Now, 
Now, the smooth thread patients, Kane, that could be anybody. That is, we place them in for, again, knee laxity, chest wrinkles, wrinkles above the lip, the little lines on the sides of the face where you already are filled. It's almost like a focused laser that I'm doing with smooth threads, creating that collagen there. But there is one big negative of the smooth threads, and that is they're delivered with a needle, not a cannula. So you will bruise. 90% of patients will bruise with smooth threads. So you really have to plan it accordingly. But it's a, it's a fairly simple, straightforward procedure. It doesn't take a lot of time, no downtime, other than the fact that you can just expect to bruise. You can bruise. There might be a little bit of swelling that's present too, slightly so with the smooth threads, but the bruising is the big downtime with the smooth threads. Well, I think I've even seen you post smooth threads on the abdomen on your Instagram. I have. We combine that with radiofrequency microneedling as often. We often do that and just smooth threads in general on the face and whatnot. Okay. But lifting threads, now they're delivered with a cannula. And I have posted some of those and my... My hairdresser, Laura, which Laura, you know, <laughs> she was like, don't do that. It really wigs people out to see that. So I will say that that it's it's sensitive material to look at. They actually look worse than they actually are. We numb the area first, and then we place the lifting threads in. And again, this is delivered with a cannula. So you actually bruise less with lifting threads, but there is certainly some technique that's involved with that. And you will be tender for at least a good two weeks post lifting threads. Because remember, Kane, they're the ones that have these tiny little teeth or these little cogs that you'll feel when you press down for the first couple of weeks. So it is a, it, there is a tender feeling, but just visually, it's you can think of these tiny cogs as kind of like anchoring into the tissue and, it's, and that's what's helping lift that tissue off. That's what's helping lift. And so we tell patients to, let's say they get their face done and you might need 10 to 12 threads for the face. I mean, I've done as many as 20 threads on on certain patients. But it is important to sleep on your back. And I know we're not all back sleepers, but you don't want to, you don't want to pull the tissue down in the first two weeks. You don't want to, you don't want to disrupt those little anchors. And so after a while, your again, your collagen builds around that, which gives integrity to to kind of hold that thread into place. Okay. And so another thing I'll talk about too is when we do them, there could be a little bit of puckering at the insertion site because I tell patients that we tie them really tightly because in the first two weeks, there'll be some descent of tissue. It's almost like a a pair of jeans that you get out of the dryer that are really tight fitting and then they kind of loosen up a little bit. Same with threads. They're going to be really tight initially and we over tighten them because we know there's going to be a little bit of loosening that occurs in the first two weeks before the collagen starts to to stimulate. So when you say pucker, is that like like a, a little bit of a dimple or something? A little bit develop? of a dimple. Okay. And after about one to two weeks, it releases on its own. So I tell patients don't manipulate it, but, and some patients don't have it at all, but we do like to kind of tighten them down when we, when we do these. So threads. the lifting threads are more involved. It's a little bit more sensitive or tender. They are for sure. And sometimes even when we're going down into the jowl area or whatnot, even just opening your mouth up too large in the first couple of weeks can be a little tender. And some patients can hear a little pop. That little anchor can kind of pop into place. And they might say, though, I will often get a phone call and say, I, f- I felt a little pop and I felt a little pain, but there's nothing there. I don't feel anything right now. And that's just a little tiny cog that kind of anchors into place. Okay. And so how long does it usually take to complete one of these procedures? So usually 45 minutes. We'll bring patients in for a face and it's 45 minutes. I often like to do face first and kind of see how much 
lifting they get, and then if they need their neck, a little bit of the neck. But remember, this is not a facelift, nor does it replace a facelift. So there are patients who will come in asking about their neck, and they really have more laxity than threads can provide for them. And so we refer them out to our plastic surgeons and say, you know what, you really need a neck lift for that. So it is, again, that 40, 50, 60-year-old with a little bit of laxity, a little extra tissue. I love threads. But I think the hardest thing about threads is to really understand what they can do and what they can't do. I know we all want to pull up on our face and hold it that way. It won't necessarily do all of that, but it does give a little more lift than fillers alone or lasers alone can give. So it's still subtle, but it does give a nice Well, I think lift. that's probably the key word that you use is subtle. This is going to give a subtle lift. And then typically, how long will that lift last? About 10 to 12 months. And sometimes I will bring patients, when we initially started doing them, we were actually doing too few. Because remember, these are 17, 18, 19 gauge threads. You have to have enough in the, in your face. And I really think the face needs about 10 to 12 at least to give that nice lifting effect. And so you want to put enough in them. But I bring patients back at about four to six weeks just to see where they are, to see if they need any boosters at all. And then you can expect about about a year later, nine nine months to a year later, we'll place more in. So you place them in, they slowly disintegrate. And as they disintegrate, you're also building your own elastin and collagen. And that will generally last for about a year or so. Correct. Okay. Correct. And, you know, and we often, some if there's volume loss, again, I like to to target that first. And again, in that lateral aspect, I'll target it with Sculptra or, or fillers or whatnot, but Sculptra is one of our favorites for that. But you really want to address the volume first before you do the threads. And that would seem to be a pretty common combination, I would imagine. Is, it is. is threads I mean, and filler or Sculptra. Absolutely. I mean, there are times I'll do the upper cheek area with threads and then down below around the mouth area, I'll do filler. So that's and I do like to have smooth threads to augment and anchor certain areas as well to help anchor the skin as well. Well, and I've seen some of the smooth threads co- in combination with radiofrequency microneedling or something like that to help stimulate the collagen, but also tighten the skin a little bit. Absolutely. I mean, combination is king always. That Whenever we combine things, we can get a greater effect on the tissue. So so threads are are here to stay. And again, we've done other areas like the abdomen with it. We've done knees and and whatnot with it. I really, really like them, but you have to really put it into perspective of what they can and can't do. Remember, these are polydioxinone. These are just like the sutures that we put in other areas as well. And it's actually polydioxinone is is a sugar molecule. So you'll often hear it called as a sugar, or the name is a sugar lift. You'll often see that as well. So that's kind of the gist of it. Any other, any other things I should cover? Oh, and try to minimize Aspirin, ibuprofen, fish oil prior to this, certainly don't get it done two weeks after you've had a dental procedure. Give yourself at least two weeks after a dental procedure. And, and oh, we have to do the, let's do this. I, I've got to get my, I always forget this. Let's see if I can do it. There Did it, it is. Hurry, hurry. Barely. Here we go. Bam. Okay. So the phrase that saves Kane is lift and smooth. Lift and smooth. This is actually what the threads do. They lift and they they lift and smooth. So, for however many lifting threads we do, and it has to be at least six because I don't, four doesn't hold it. So, however many lifting threads we do, 
we will match the same amount in smooth threads for the next 10 patients that call for their thread lift. Okay, that sounds pretty cool. Okay, we're done. It's a wrap. (laughs) All right, thank you all so much, and I hope you all have a great evening. Have a great one. Thank you. Bye-bye.